Hey everyone, it's time for another live look at the astrology. My name is Katie Sweetman, and this is your look at the astrology of June 27th through July 3rd, 2022. I know it's kind of crazy to think that we are halfway done with 2022. How's your year going? Maybe this is our unofficial check-in with the astrology of 2022. You know, one of the points I made, I did a webinar um, just before the start of the new year where I sort of laid out the astrology of this year and how it was playing off a lot of the big seismic shifts that we were seeing or, or saw in 2021. But 2022 is a little bit different is because it capitalizes on a bigger story of change that's been unfolding since 2018, 2019. So we're all getting pushed to make some big changes this year. And that's courtesy of these eclipses that we had in April, May, eclipses that we'll have in October, November, and the midpoint of the eclipses, which is the end of July and into August. So that's sort of our next big eclipse uh, hurdle or, or check-in point, however you want to look at it. Um, but yeah, we are halfway through the year. It's cancer season. So the sun officially went into cancer last week. We had the solstice on the 21st of June, um, winter for those who are in the Southern Hemisphere, summer for us that are here and the Northern Hemisphere, but a new season um, means that we are living life through an, a new lens, a new archetype, a new way of feeling. And feeling is certainly one of the key points of this new astrological season uh, because it's cancer season and cancer season is what's called the first water sign. Um, but we'll get into that with, especially with the Cancer New Moon uh, this week. We got a lot to talk about. But if you're watching live, or even if you're watching on the replay, do say hello. Let me know how you're doing, uh, how you've been navigating all the ups and downs over the past few months, especially my fixed signs. Um, that's certainly something that I, I, when we go through the 12 signs later, I always you know kind of check in on you because the fixed signs are really getting it right now and it's just sort of this reminder that the things that you thought would never change are maybe changing transforming going off in a new direction and uh you know maybe even uh, in a good new direction but um just to reintroduce myself my name is katie sweetman and every week we watch together live to discuss the astrology and you know you hear me say it every week the astrology is 50 percent you are the other 50%. My work sort of hinges on this idea that we are participants, co-creators in our astrology. Um, and of course, you can sort of live astrology at a level where things are just happening to you or your life has already been determined or you can play along. Um, and, you know, the way that I look at it is even though we, you know, we return back to, let's say, the start of the zodiac or different, you know, zodiac signs over and over again, these are opportunities for us to learn to live and to grow and to experience life more richly more deeply through each of the 12 zodiac signs the beauty of astrology there's a lot of beautiful things about astrology but one of them is the simplicity the beautiful simplicity of the zodiac it starts with the eye that spark in aries that initiation of life that first breath of life and then it brings us through each of the 12 zodiac signs and we when we get to cancer we are now in that second quadrant of the zodiac 
but at the same time, we're in the first water sign. So we went through Aries, we learned about action, initiative, and drive. We went through Taurus, we learned about putting our feet on solid ground and form and structure and our primal physical needs, um, stability and security. Gemini season, we learned about movement and exchange and curiosity and connection and information and ideas and, and new ways of looking at things. But now we're in Cancer. And Cancer is about water. It's primal water. It's, it's, it's my needs, what I need as an individual. It's family. It's home. And it's, you know, and, and I actually wrote about this in the astrology this week, but I think cancer is actually a little bit of an undervalued sign. And I think a lot of times we make the mistake of looking through at astrology through a cultural lens um, and sometimes the unconscious or even conscious cultural biases we have against certain signs and not really appreciating the energy of the sign and its necessity in the structure of everything. You cannot, it's like cancer is the, the linchpin for the zodiac. You can't take cancer out without the whole zodiac collapsing because it forms the base and the foundation that reminds us that connection, home, family, even these, these things, of course, are, are difficult subject matter for you. But these are, these are at the root and the heart of being a human being in this world. We need connection. We need home. We need family. We need to feel like we have a place that we belong. And Cancer connects us to this energy that's present in everything. It's like the glue that holds and binds everything together. So I have a special appreciation for cancer season. Hopefully you feel so yourself. I, I get it. It's a watery, emotional time. Certainly, um, personally, it was the struggle bus today because we're going to talk about this. But we've got what's called a balsamic moon as we start the week. Balsamic moon means we've come to the end of the of the uh, the lunar month today and into tomorrow. So it's time to rest, typically, energetically. Not the best way to start the week, typically. Um, and then on top of that, Neptune turn retrograde. Um, so sometimes, you know, the astrology is 50% and we are the other 50%, but that 50% wants to nap. Um, I'm just being real. And <laughs> sometimes we have to go with the astrology, not fight against it, but still participate. Um, but yeah, you know, it's like, how do we work with these energies? How do we have a different appreciation for cancer season? How do we look at our needs, our wants um, from a very different lens? Because sometimes we neglect our needs and our wants, or it's about somebody else's needs and wants to the point where we are sacrificing our needs and wants, but astrology teaches us that everything has to be in balance. Maybe this is just a good segue, quick segue. Um, I finally finished my second teaching module um, on beginner astrology, and this goes into some of the deeper stuff about astrology, the houses, um, basic chart structure, the angles, um, blanking on the other stuff. But I'm going to start doing, um, just kind of planting the seed, cancer season, I'm going to start doing uh, some beginner astrology classes. And um, another segue is that I've got my Saturn webinar next week, and you should all know how much I love Saturn. Um, you know, I mean, I'm not, I don't love Saturn. I mean, sometimes it's a hard planet. Um, right now, I mean, every, there's a lot of things in the Zodiac right now that are at or like 25, 24 degrees. I'd just like to state for the record that my son 
My Scorpio sun is at 24 degrees, so it's sort of sitting in the square with Saturn. So look, I mean, even though I love Saturn right now, I'm not totally lo loving Saturn. Saturn's just like grinding on me a little bit at the moment because it's sort of sitting at 25 degrees because it went retrograde on June 4th. However, I have a healthy appreciation for Saturn and I want you all to have a healthy appreciation for Saturn too because Saturn is one of those planets in your astrology that really shows the shape and the structure of your life. What did you come here to do? What are you working on? What are your lessons? I realize maybe that's not super fun subject matter. Don't worry, I will make Saturn fun. Um, but for me, Saturn is the contract of life and my personal philosophy is just do what Saturn wants. Life's a lot easier in theory. Um, but again, that, that webinar is going to be on July 7th. Uh, it's on my website, Facing Saturn. Um, of course, you can watch the replay if you can't join um, 8 p.m. Eastern. I realize it's kind of a weird time for a lot of places in the world, but that's why you can get the replay video. But we'll, we'll be talking more about Saturn, especially as we go into next week. But um, yeah, I see some familiar faces in the chat. Uh, thank you all for joining me. Uh, every week again and again and again and and you know now that it's light outside you know we we do this time together at the beginning of the year it's quite dark outside but yeah it's the it's past the solstice we're in cancer season we're on the cusp of new moon um let's talk about the astrology of this week uh june 27th through gosh july 3rd 2022 so as i was saying as we started we've reach the midpoint of the year and we are sort of turning the corner into a new zodiac sign and this is a lens that helps us to experience life in a very different way than maybe we were experiencing it when the sun was in gemini we're now in element water water is about feeling connection it's that bond that emotional bond that connects and, and binds everything you need element water i think sometimes element water is a little bit undervalued there's other things i think that are undervalued in astrology but water gives that sense of transmission um, it allows things to connect that sense of emotional transmission between two people the intimacy of scorpio sometimes the really intense experiences of scorpio but also that connection that universal compassion compassionate connection and Pisces so it's a beautiful element um, yes we are feeling our feels right now and maybe that's a good segue into Neptune which turned retrograde at 25 degrees there's remember I said like a lot of things are at or around 25 right now and it's kind of not fun but that's just a personal comment but Neptune turns retrograde at 25 degrees uh, today June 27th yeah you know Neptune's starting to pokey its way to the end of Pisces so Neptune spends 14 years 14 years in a zodiac sign um, so you can imagine doing some very quick math that it takes a long time to go through each of the 12 zodiac signs so neptune or not yeah neptune went into pisces in 2010 2011 no wait 2011 2012 sorry about that and 
it's what is Neptune? And you know, this is where I'm a little bit of a traditional astrologer, not always, but I am my rulerships. And so I use Jupiter for Pisces because that's the traditional ruler of Pisces. But Neptune is this evolutionary planet and it works on a very different plane of energy than your classical seven classical planets, Sun, Moon, uh, Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn. Those are your seven classical planets. Anything beyond the ba the boundaries of Saturn is invisible to the naked eye. It was discovered in modern times. So these are planets that their job is to get us, to get you, to get me, to grow by any means possible. And Neptune does it by dissolving the boundaries between this world and the next world. This world, the next world, what does that mean? Between the physical plane and the non-physical plane. If that's a little bit of a stretch, I don't know what you believe in, between you know the, the space of dreams and intuition and, and when you, you know, go to sleep, sort of the joke I have with somebody in my life, is like, where do you go? Why do we say, at least in English, maybe it's different in languages, you go to sleep, where do you go? Well, because you physically go to sleep, but then your spirit body travels, you dream, you experience this completely different subjective reality that you cannot prove your dreams. Maybe you hook yourself up to electrodes and parts of the brain and maybe even, you know, you're in, you're in theta wave frequency, you are deep sleep, delta sleep, which is dreamless, by the way, but you can't prove your dreams. So this idea that the sign of Pisces and by extension Neptune really talks about our subjective reality, the, the reality that we can't prove, the reality that we have to take on faith, we have to feel, we have to sense. So Neptune's been there since 2012, and I feel like everybody has lost their mind <laughs> um, over the last 10 years, but that's a side note. Um, but yeah, so we are opening up to these energies of Pisces, and that's why I think there's a really interesting divide that's happening right now between the people that are really searching and yearning for deeper spirituality and then something else. It's, it's not a judgment. It's just sort of like what's going on in this world. There's sort of this weirdness that's happening right now. Um, but that said, um, I think in its highest form, Neptune allows us to connect to high spirituality. High spirituality is to connect to our universality, meaning who are we? Well, who, who's Katie beyond this physical plane? Now that's a, that's a question for the ages. That's something that philosophers and, and spiritualists have been talking about for many, many years. And maybe you have your own thoughts and feelings, or maybe you have no clue. And to be honest, you know, I have to, you know, I have my own feelings and theories, but that's, of course, just my feelings and theories. And well, who are you on a level that you can't even perceive right now? That's, that's high Neptune. What's low Neptune? Low Neptune is delusions, illusions, hysteria, getting caught in an idea that's not your own and sort of being seized and pulled at it, um, losing your connection to the ground, our grounding. Um, we become so spiritual that we lose our connection to the physical plane, or it's just a, a little speck. So everything has to be in balance, but Neptune really does start to get us to feel things, to be able to displace ourselves someplace else, to gain wisdom and knowledge from perhaps higher realms. But it is a little bit annoying when it's a Monday, you got stuff to do, and Neptune's turn retrograde, and it's really hard to feel like your feet are on solid ground. Um, so what's the best thing you can do? Rest, 
reflect, connect to your intuition. Um, Neptune's going to be in Pisces until 2026, 2027. So we still got some, we got some time. Um, is that right? Or is it 2025, 2026? I know in the next few years, we just got all these outer planets change signs, like one at the other. Pluto goes into Aquarius and then Saturn goes into Pisces, Neptune goes into Aries, uh, Uranus goes into Gemini. It's like boom, boom, boom. But that's, that's another topic for another time. So really pay attention to what you're feeling. Uh, keep your feet in solid ground. If you're just tired, rest. It's probably going to be a little bit of a wonky, energetic time until, into tomorrow. But somewhere in your chart, the sign of Pisces is located. And that area, wherever that part of your chart is, it, it needs a, a work, a spiritual, a spiritual work. I think Neptune on some level, it does its evolutionary work by making that part of your life a spiritual work. And when something's a spiritual work, it's not what your ego wants. And that's sort of that other side of Neptune, which is learning to surrender, learning to surrender the mind, the ego, and sometimes that is the hardest thing that we can all do. Hey, I'm a human too. So yeah, Neptune turns retrograde and then tomorrow, June 28th, it's a Cancer new moon. So we were closing out a Gemini new moon that began at the, I think it was May 30th was when we had the Gemini new moon. Now we're going to go into a new lunar month and this is a lunar month that really zeroes us in on Cancer. So on a very superficial level, it's time to take stock of home and family, uh, perhaps move, perhaps make your living situation uh, more comfortable, uh, maybe even delve into these sort of deeper questions around home and family. Where is home? Who is home? How do you get your needs met? Um, what's at your roots and your foundation? Is it something that you need to tend to? Like, wow, there's some weeds in my roots and my foundation, or I'm not getting my needs met and I'm really frustrated and angry. And I always think that cancer, when it, when it isn't getting its needs met, it goes back to that, that sort of infantile rage. And maybe we're all, we're all going to be a little cranky over the next few weeks because that cancer new moon, it picks up on the energies of Aries and that's that primal drive and energy, primal instinct, and then we have that primal emotions and connections with the sun and moon and Cancer. Yeah, so this new moon is going to be at seven degrees of Cancer. It's making a square to Jupiter and Aries. So the next uh, four weeks, which is the duration of the lunar month, it's we have we're sort of working on this deeper philosophical question. That's what Jupiter does. Jupiter is a planet that opens up our eyes to the world around us. And so it's like if Cancer talks about these basic fundamental desires and needs, well, maybe we're really debating that. Uh, maybe we're you know, looking outwardly to try to get that. You know, Jupiter's in Aries. We're, we're really taking action, drive, and initiative to make that happen. Mars is also in Aries, although it's further along in the sign, but it's also going to make a square to Pluto. So this is why I'm thinking that maybe some strong emotions are coming up over the next four weeks, but it's also a container of time when we can use the energies of Mars and Pluto to transform and reform something that's not working, something that maybe is getting in the way of us 
getting our needs met or feeling like we're really rooted and planted and grounded because in the highest form of Pluto is this energy to reform and transform and Mars and Pluto together can move mountains but it is picking at some deeper philosophical themes it's really talking about where do we want to take our life you know if this is solid ground for us if this is home and family um, what do we need in order to build towards the future um, and also you know sun square jupiter is talks about these questions about faith and sometimes leaps of faith and maybe even the confidence to go after what we want however and but and um the new moon is making a square to chiron and that's where i you know i think we really can't overlook chiron in this new moon even though it's a newer addition to astrology but it really it really does creep up on us and what is chiron well chiron t talks about pain and suffering and it's a pain point in the sky symbolically and you're thinking katie that's not fun but you know what we're humans um there's always something that's going to make us feel a little bit of tenderness a little bit of pain and suffering but on a deeper level what is chiron and aries that's where chiron is right now well chiron and aries says what's the pain point the pain point personally and collectively right now and especially if you're having your chiron return this these are my folks that are born in um, early 70s um, the pain point is around having the courage and bravery to go after what we want having that courage and bravery to stand up for ourselves to individuate to, to say no or to say yes and to really feel like we are in our own um, agency and power and certainly that agency and power and being able to have agency and power it's a little bit of a big topic right now so there is this sort of deeper lingering pain point that's in the astrology and it's hitting on a lot of deeper emotional themes but Chiron always says that the the way that we sort of transcend this pain point is taking the things that have made us suffer the most and using it like medicine to help other people so when you are brave and courageous Chiron Aries says that you show that to other people you are an inspiration um, to other people it's a, an energy energy of empowerment instead of this point of pain and suffering and that's when Chiron can become a key because its symbol in astrology is a key and opens up our higher potential but Chiron talks about, and, and, and a lot of times when you read about Chiron, it talks about, about a wound, and that's just a personal thing. I, I'm, I'm not super into the idea of Chiron as this wound, especially a Chiron, a wound that doesn't heal. Um, I think that Chiron, I mean, this is just what my spirit guides have told me, Chiron is more like a knot. It's a knot in, the, in our personal fabric. It's a knot in our fabric of humanity, our collective fabric. It's these things connect it's it's not my, just my pain and suffering about a certain issue it's something that connects to a collective experience so certainly a collective uh, experience is something that we're all sort of working through and living through over the next few weeks and then that neptune station at the time of the new moon is also saying well, it's time to how do we find forgiveness how do we find compassion how do we find healing or even feeling that sort of shared emotion and suffering that sometimes happens with Neptune so we've got the new moon and then finally we on 
the 1st of July, we've got Mars square Pluto. So this is something that's building all week. Um, Mars typically wants to take action with Pluto. Pluto is a force. It's an evolutionary planet like Neptune. It just works on a different level. Um, somebody's asking about Black Moon Lilith. I personally don't work with Black Moon Lilith. I'm not saying it's not a thing, but it's just one of those points or planets that hasn't clicked with me. Um, and there's a lot of different ways to define Black Moon Lilith. Um, the lunar apogee uh, is one of them. There's, there's an asteroid. Um, maybe I'm wrong about this, but um, I think that Black Moon Lilith, in a way, talks about the duality of the moon. You have the light and the dark. You have um, the, the conscious and the unconscious, the things that we see, the things that we don't see, and what is it that we're not seeing. So I don't know where Black Moon Lilith is at the time of the uh, new moon, but that's just one of the things that I sort of quietly look at Black Moon Lilith as, but I am by no means an expert. So yeah, we've got this Mars and Pluto energy that's really driving us through the week and how do we get our needs met? But certainly we're dealing with a lot of complicated themes right now. It's not just about my feelings or my connection to home or my connection to family or my connection to the past and memory. It's about how does that connect to a collective experience and maybe that collective experience is hitting on a deeper pain point and maybe it's something that we really have to work on and heal. We will see. So let's look at the astrology um, for the 12 signs. Just your friendly reminder that just uh, you can listen for your rising sign. You can listen for your sun sign. My personal way of looking at the astrology is you do both because this gives you a parallel and even sometimes a contradictory look at your own experience. And if you're thinking contradictory, what? Um, we're human. Sometimes life is uh, contradictory. Um, but it's sort of these two experiences that you can overlay and sort of synthesize and to get a deeper story. Um, or maybe you feel very just, you know, just want to listen to your rising sign. But um, yeah, let's let's go through the 12 zodiac signs and talk about where this Cancer new moon is showing up for you. So Aries, Cancer is your fourth sign. So everything I've been saying about home and family, roots and foundation, past, memory, emotional connection, and these deeper primal needs, of course, connects with you. This new moon says that over the next four weeks, it's about a renewal, a change, a new beginning, or a shift in your home environment. Somebody moves in, someone moves out, um, family, our priority or even getting your emotional needs met is a priority. This new moon actually picks up on two planets, well, three, if I'm being honest, uh, three planets in Aries. That would be Jupiter, Mars, and Chiron. So there's something about this need for connection and care, but at the same time, a need for freedom, a need for individualiza individualization, a need to be brave and to stand up for something and go after what you want, but it's very much the, the I, and then how that I connects to something deeper, whether it's family, the past, memory, or home. But this might be a new moon that really does talk about new beginnings and new directions in, in some degree, but also something that may even 
touch upon a deeper pain point. Um, just a little quick mention of Neptune retrograde. Neptune does turn retrograde in something called your 12th, which typically you can't see the 12th. It represents your non-manifested world, but it may make your intuition, your dreams, and sort of your deeper spirituality kind of more of a subtle uh, priority at this point. Taurus. Taurus, my fixed sign. Um, well, it's cancer season and cancer season for you is about, it's not the home and family, but it's your third sign. So it's about voice and communication and sort of the overlay that happens between the emotionality of cancer, but also the fact that you're, it's about expressing your voice communicating ideas information so maybe it's about what you're ha you have to say and what you have to think but it's hard to separate it from a lot of charged emotions but then you have um, all this energy ch checking or connecting to your 12th sign because you've got three planets in Aries and Aries is your 12th sign so there's some you know link or maybe even a tension or a friction or our need to manifest something that's both your voice but also your intuitive voice you know how you perceive your reality on a mental level but how do you perceive your reality on an intuitive level and there's this need to really uh, deal with these two competing areas and find the balance between the head and the heart so to speak um, you do have your planet Venus. It's in your second sign. Is that right? Yes, that's right. So it's a little bit of a busy time. Travel, movement, a need to accumulate things, buy things, invest in things, um, socialize. You know, Venus and Gemini is actually quite social. Um, but Neptune is turning retrograde in your 11th sign. So there's sort of these deeper questions about community and connection and the future and that sense of belonging that we all need to have. And, and maybe on another level, Neptune retrograde is speaking to needing to volunteer and to help others and to think about the world beyond yourself. Um, Gemini. Gemini, so cancer season, cancer is your second sign. So this new moon is opening up a four-week period. It's all about money and income and material stability and self-worth and value. So on a very practical level, the next four weeks are really focused on your material life. Do I have enough? Um, how am I spending my money? Do the books balance um, my, my, the income that I make? And what do I need to do, of course, in order to renew that or tend to it or get my needs met both emotionally but also materially? And this energy of this new moon is pointing over towards your 11th. So there's sort of this friction and tension that's happening between what you need in order to feel safe and secure, but also this idea of the future. Like, you know, you need to plant seeds and really be practical, but where are you trying to head towards? You know, Mars and Jupiter are in your 11th right now. So it is giving you a lot of vision, sort of pointing you outward and looking out into the world to make connection, friends and community. But at the same time, it's like, but what's my, what's, what's a value here? Is this a value for my future? Am I a value to my friends? And do they value me? And so maybe sort of these deeper existential points, but also some very practical points around money and material stability. 
will add that Neptune just is about to turn retrograde in your career sign where it's been since 2011, 2012. The career sign is both your career, but it's also the direction that you take your life in. And you do have Pisces as your career sign. I always think about this with, with Gemini that it actually has this strong connection to Pisces. But to have Pisces as your career sign, especially with Neptune there over the last decade, it's like, I don't care if you're the most famous person in the world, uh, the, 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 the one with the most power and the most money, Neptune is saying, first, it has to feed your soul. So this sort of this periodic reminder, because Neptune turns direct um, in November, I believe, and it's just turning retrograde. So this, this is the damp that we've been doing the past few years, is what is going on in your professional life and how do your goals and ambitions and the role that you play in the world line up with your deeper spiritual values. Cancer, happy birthday, Cancer. So this is your season and if your birthday is on the 28th plus or minus a day or so this is a this is a, a year that's through the lens of new beginning so to have a cancer new moon that says the next 12 months and maybe very different than the previous 12 months that said this is your new moon regardless of when your birthday is to come back to yourself renew yourself to be in the energies of new beginnings and since you are cancer to really prioritize the things in your life that feeds you that feeds your heart and feeds your soul and because you're a cancer and because you're a water sign that part of you that really has that desire and drive to take care of other people it's a sign of nurturing you do have the energy of this new moon. A lot of things that are happening in what are called your career sign. Aries is your career sign. So you have Mars, you have Jupiter, and you have Chiron. So there's some story about you and new beginnings, but there's also a point of tension and friction with your professional life. Tension and friction is not bad. It just says that these are two areas that need some you know, learning to work together. And, and and quite frankly, the energy of squares in astrology, and this is what this is, this tension, it's about manifesting something. So what are you trying to manifest right now, Cancer, especially in this coming new year for you, especially in your professional life, in a sense of leadership and drive, and really going after your goals and abilities. But there's, there's something, especially with Mars um, making a square to Pluto this week, that is talking about connection and relationships whether it's your personal relationships or relationships out in the world and really you know being in your power and, and really going after what you want in your professional life but we just have to honor the fact that chiron has been in aries since 2018 so there's been this quiet story and maybe sometimes a little bit of a tender story about having the courage and bravery to go after what you want in the world. It could be a position of power. I mean this in the best possible way. Um, it could be that you know the recognition that you think that is deserved after all your hard work or really having the that you know cojones, so to speak, to you know be like, no, I, I, I want more responsibility. I, I want the title. I, I want to be self-employed, I want to be my own boss, or I want to do this or that. So just something to think about to see how Chiron really quietly weaves its way through your experiences over the next four weeks. Leo, um, fixed sign, just checking in on you, Leo. How are you doing? It's been kind of an interesting time. So. 
Leo, Cancer is what's called your 12th sign. So the 12th sign represents your non-manifested world. And you're like, what does that even mean? Well, every part of your astrology talks about your manifested world, your physical world, your career, your relationships, your money, but there has to be a place for the part of the world that you can't see. Your blind spots, your dreams, your intuition, your the things that make you lose yourself. Um, but this is a time when you have to go within, you have to rest, and you have to prepare for the, for the next year. Every, this is what cancer season is every year. So how do you rest, and especially rest after possibly a really intense 11 months? You know, this is a year in, in the last um, certainly six months, and even going to 2021, where you have Saturn square Uranus, and your Uranus in your career sign, then you have eclipses now in your career sign, eclipses in your sign of home and family. There's a lot going on. So just make sure you are resting right now, Leo. It's not your time to be in the spotlight. It's your time to be behind the scenes. On another level, maybe you're using this time to connect to your spirituality. You're trying to answer deeper existential questions. You are asking yourself, what does this all mean? What does this craziness that I've been through the past you know, couple of years, past year, and all the changes that I've had to make, what does it all mean? Like, Where am I going? Um, so these are the deeper existential questions that only you can answer. You can only find them within. Um, but do, and, and I'm going to stress this again, rest, because when we go into Leo season at the end of July, um, this is a season that marks the midpoint between the eclipses, and we're going to feel things getting really hot again, um, metaphorically speaking, I don't know, maybe temperature-wise too. Um, in the end of July into August, and, and you know, especially Mars going to Taurus in uh, next week. Um, that's right, yeah, next week, I believe, and it's really going to activate a lot of this eclipse energy again. So there's that, um, and then you have, especially around this idea of meaning, um, you know, Aries is what's called your ninth sign. So this is a friction point between what I believe in because a book tells me it or the world tells me that this is what I'm supposed to believe in versus what I feel inside. So it's a bit of an existential time, Leo. Um, but Neptune is turning retrograde in what's called your eighth sign. Um, if I'm doing my math right, um, yes, your eighth sign. So maybe a lot of deeper emotions, a lot of deeper insecurities, maybe even fears are bubbling up right now. And this is all this process to release, to let go, so that you can go forth into this new chapter in your life. Um, Virgo, um, cancer season for you, Virgo, is about, gotta do the quick math, why am I blanking? Um, Gemini, wait, 11th. <laughs> um, this is about your 11th sign, and so you're sort of coming to the end of your personal season, your personal you know, year, and this is a time for you to look ahead, Virgo. What worked? What didn't work? What are your goals and your hopes and your wishes for the next um, coming year? Um, it's a time to look outward, to connect with friends and community, to make time to nourish and even to prioritize your, your social connections. And you know, this is what cancer reminds us, whether it's that feeling of family, like people that are family or who are like family, or that sense of friendship and camaraderie 
and that larger connection it's so important because it really gives us a place to land it gives us a sense of, of connection and, and nourishing and, and longing for something you know like that we we feel like we belong so this is a season for you to, to really connect to that um, virgo mercury which is your planet it continues to spend its time in gemini which is your career sign so you know you are coming to the end of that sort of time when you're getting a little boost in your professional life but it is about navigating your the, your profession your professional duties and responsibilities but at the same time looking ahead to the future uh neptune is turning retrograde in your relationship sign and that part of your life talks about like other people and there's been this larger story over the last decade about your relationship with other people neptune's a little bit of a funny planet to put into a relationship sign because you have to negotiate a lot of complicated boundaries with people and and in the worst possible way it's codependency it's not knowing what is yours and not yours um over caretaking um, but in the best possible way it's that you've been learning to connect with people on a deeper emotional level learning to open up your heart and even your soul to other people in the best possible way neptune speaks about soul connection and relationships but this is the thing about Neptune. We have to make sure that we are looking at things with both our spiritual eyes, but also our human eyes and not over glamorizing a relationship. So, but this is something that is like a larger theme that's been playing out quietly or maybe not so quietly over the last 10 years. But um, that said, a lot of the tension and friction, there's a lot of deeper emotions coming up, especially with Mars and, and Pluto and um, Mars is in what's called your eighth sign. You've got Chiron in your eighth sign. So a lot of deeper emotions are coming up. And if it's the part of the chart that's right next to relationships, it's intimacy and vulnerability. Can I trust somebody? Can I trust my friends? Can I trust my community? Um, can I trust that everything's going to work out all right? These deeper questions about faith, but also even trusting yourself. Virgo. Libra. So Cancer is what's called your career sign. So Libra, you're one of those signs where like just depending on the, the planets and how your zodiac is constructed, you have to make sure you're doing what you love. And it's hard when a Libra or a Libra rising is just sort of punching the clock um, or it's doing something that's not fulfilling them. So on one level, the Cancer New Moon is a reminder that whatever you're doing in this world, whatever duties and uh, you know, responsibilities that you have, it has to nourish you, it has to feed you, your heart has to be in it. It can't just be for the money, or if it is for, you know, for the money, it has to at least feed you. Um, and then there's the other side to this Cancer New Moon. So it's saying that over the next four weeks, you may see changes in your professional life, changes in your duties and responsibilities, changes in your status. What does that mean? It means a job change or uh, a change in you know how people see you, or maybe you're getting in the spotlight a little bit, or maybe you're getting that public push because Cancer is the most public part of your astrology. But then there's Mars and Aries, Chiron and Aries, and even Jupiter and Aries. And Aries is your relationship sign. So there's some sort of tension point between other people in your life. Maybe it's a romantic partnership. Maybe it's just a connection in general. 
and the role that you play in the world or the, the direction you want to take your life in or sort of these bigger duties and responsibilities that you have to negotiate and manage with another person, especially a spouse or a partner, for example. Um, but this is a time that is naturally about relationship with Mars there and Jupiter there, but just really pay attention to what that deeper pain point is coming up about power and control and agency and, and vulnerability and bravery and courage. And I will say that Mars is making a square to Pluto and Pluto is down your fourth. So maybe a lot of big emotions coming up this week, Venus. Uh, or Libra, and then Venus is in Gemini, continues to be in Gemini, so it's about faith and truth and meaning and maybe even some long distance travel. Scorpio, another fixed sign, just your periodic check-in, um, Scorpio, and, and with the fixed signs, like, how are you doing? There's a lot of pressure on the fixed signs to change and transform. It's like not just one thing, it's a lot of things right now. That said, Scorpio, you know, your planet, Mars, continues to be in Aries. Um, so this is a week that continues to be about work, that sort of that grind and getting things done, projects. Then you have, you know, the square to Pluto. Pluto's in your third. It's about voice and communication. And really this larger, at this point, it's been 14, 15 years of really discovering the true power of your voice, the true power of what you have to say, or even the power of your mind. So it's like really getting and, and marrying and, and trying to find the, the, the connection between the, you know, the work that you have to do, but what are, what are you trying to communicate? And what are you trying to communicate deep inside? Um, cancer is what's called your ninth sign. So it's about, on one level, it's about faith and truth and meaning. It's about these bigger existential questions that we sort of look out into the world to try to answer. We look to books, we look to philosophies, we look to different traditions or even different cultures to help us answer these questions. Um, but it is a broader time for you, Scorpio, and maybe, you know, the, the season is certainly here in the Northern Hemisphere. It's, it's travel time. Maybe you've got some long distance travel plans, you know, going to other countries, other places, cross country. Um, but this is a time for you to really nourish that sense of quest inside of you, Scorpio, this quest for knowledge and information and to to understand the bigger picture um but this 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 tension that's happening between you know really getting your i your thoughts and ideas out there and maybe you're publishing something maybe you're broadcasting something but it's all sharing the wisdom and knowledge at this time scorpio um sagittarius um <laughs> have to think about it Sagittarius. So cancer is what's called your eighth sign. And the eighth sign in anybody's zodiac wheel, anybody's astrology, it's a space, it's a sign where you have to go and face yourself. So this is your annual time, like every year you, you know, cancer season means, you know, going through the eighth sign where you have to face yourself. You have to look at your deeper emotions, these themes about intimacy and vulnerability. It's a time to reveal yourself. And maybe that's the hardest thing that you can do. Or maybe you're revealing yourself to a lover, or revealing yourself to a therapist. But because it's cancer, maybe these are things that are deeply rooted in the past, these things that make you uncomfortable, these, these insecurities, these fears, or this need to trust. 
maybe it's about family, and that's certainly at the heart of cancer. And some of the things that really got imprinted on us early in childhood, but the the friction, the tension, you know, you've got the the, the planets in Aries, and Aries is your fifth sign, and so there's something on a deeper level that's about you know individuality, self. Who are you? What was your passions? What are your desires? And Maybe this is about sexuality and intimacy as well, but there's something about this time where you need to really express who you are and really individuate and to really be in your talents, gifts, and abilities, but maybe it's scary for you to be you, and that's sort of the tension and the rub at this time. Jupiter, which is your planet, continues to be in your fifth, so really make sure that you are giving yourself time to express yourself, express your abilities, to have some fun, the making sure above and, above and all is to nourish that spark within you because that's the spark that's going to carry you through the next few months. Capricorn. So Cancer is your relationship sign. So this is your annual time and your personal zodiac calendar where it's about other people. On one level, it's about your time getting busy and it's about people coming in and out of your life and learning to cater to other people's needs and um, you know to learn to negotiate and to compromise and then on another level it's about relationship and perhaps even new relationship not just romantic relation of course relationship of course but certainly this is your season to renew your connection to an individual or have a new connection with an individual there is some uh some friction in this new moon in the form of jupiter and mars and chiron down in your fourth there is something about emotional need and emotional connection so making sure that you know when you connect with somebody that you are getting your needs met or maybe stuff about the past and family that's coming up and maybe even changes in your home environment or your living situation um, but that said, uh, Capricorn, you know, your planet Saturn continues to be in Aquarius. It still continues to be about money, material stability, uh, investments, value, worth, and even self-worth. Uh, but Neptune is turning retrograde in what's called your 11th, not 11th, uh, your third sign. So this is a time when you've been really opening up to your deeper intuitive voice over the past few years. Um, da, 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 da. Aquarius. Aquarius, so Cancer is your sixth sign. Uh, and this is a time for you to really connect with your day-to-day -day life, the rituals, the things that you all need to do, we all need to do because you're human beings to make your life flow. It's about systems and networks. It's about health and wellness. And, and so sometimes you know we think of Aquarius as being this really mental you know, analytical sign, but then it's got, you know, what is it love? Where is its heart? Where is its soul? Cancer's on the six. It's, it, there's a part of, of Aquarius that really wants to be of service and wants to take care of people in its life. And it's a part of Aquarius where health and wellness uh, is, is a part, you know, something that really nourishes it. So this is your time to really focus on your human life, making sure you eat um you you go to the doctors you do all the really kind of mundane things but this is this is just a part and parcel of being a human um where is some of the tension happening right now well it's happening in your third you've got mars there um you've got jupiter and you've got chiron so there's something about 
your voice, the choices that you're making, um, making hopefully the right choices, having to weigh your options and really feeling like, you know, you're really looking at the, a lot of the different options that are coming your way. But there's this, you know, question around health and wellness, but also sort of the next steps and having to make choices, um, making choices you know, that impact your day-to-day life. Neptune is turning retrograde in what's called your second sign of money and income. And Aquarius, you're one of those signs where Pisces is part of your, 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 your career and how you earn a living. And so it's one of those reminders for you. It's like, whatever you're doing with money, make sure it feeds your soul. Whatever you're buying, whatever you're investing in, make sure it feeds something deeper inside of you. But um, do take care, can't, uh, Aquarius, because I know because you're a fixed sign, there's a lot going on right now. Finally, Pisces. So Pisces, um, well, first, let's talk about Neptune retrograde. So um, Neptune has been in your sign since 2011, 2012. And Pisces, as the sign that brings us to the end of the zodiac, and it bridges this world to the next world, this life to the next life, one cycle to the next cycle. And so Pisces, you're already an intuitive sign. And maybe you look back at the last 10 years and you're like, whoa, I, I got even more intuitive. I got even more Pisces if that's possible. So as Neptune turns retrograde, maybe you're feeling a little bit ungrounded, a little bit unsteady, but sort of this periodic reminder for you to take care of yourself, take care of your boundaries. Um, that's a, sometimes the downside to having Neptune going through the first is that we sometimes lose our boundaries. We say yes to the things that maybe aren't the best for us to say yes to. Um, we take care of people in a way that becomes codependent or unequal and unbalanced. But then there's the other side of Neptune being in your sign is that it's opening you up to something that maybe you were not open up to 10 years ago. But then there is the Cancer New Moon, and Cancer for you is what's called your fifth sign. It's about self-expression, creativity, passion, joy, the spark of life. And it's your periodic reminder, Pisces, for you to do what, what you love and what, what feeds your heart and feeds your soul. The tension point in this new moon is around money and material stability, but it's also about value and worth. Like, what what do I value about who I am and what I can create? And what's is there a dollar figure on that? Or there's, there, there could be never a dollar figure on that because it's intrinsic. It's, it has no figure, a dollar figure. But it's sort of even the investment into ourselves. Like, what what is my time worth? What, who what am I worth? And really needing to find the 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 that sort of you know fix that tension point or kind of soothe that tension point between this sense of value and investment, but also you and your creativity, and your uh, your individuality, your persona, and your identity. But that is your look at the 12 signs of the zodiac. Um, yeah, got lot, lots going on. I think we're ha- we'll definitely have more to talk about. Next week's will be in a different, uh, you know, in, 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 in the energies of this new moon. Um, but that said, thank you all for joining me for another live look at the astrology. This has been Empowering Astrology. My name is Katie Sweetman. You can follow me online at empoweringastrology.com. I'm on Facebook. Instagram, um, I'm on Spotify, I'm on YouTube, um, 
do do sign up for my newsletter. I do put a newsletter out every Monday, so you want a little sneak peek about what's going on in the astrology. Um, and uh, yeah, I really hope to see you all in my Saturn webinar next week on July 7th. Uh, replay, the recorded version is available. And of course, you can always book a one-on-one -on -one consultation with me when we can go through your chart and what are the bigger points in your chart. I know a lot of you on the live chat are my clients as well. So have a great week. I think we're going to have to do this recorded next week because it's July 4th. And I think trying to do a live show on July 4th is probably um, here in the United States. It's a major holiday, so it's going to be a little bit uh, hard to do. But we'll see what happens. So you all have a great week. And until the next time.